Oh, my God. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Kishima Shemnikra Alecha, Viaru 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 Mimeka, There's a light you see shines inside of me when I do a mitzvah of Hashem. It's so strong and real, anyone can feel, and it also lights up for them. When that light does shine, you can know it's time, no stronger weapon can you wield. The nation see the light in me, I've got my spiritual shield.
Children, why do you dance and sing? Building store cities for the king. Baking bricks for a pharaoh's dream. It's gonna take a long, long time. Tell me, how will you deliver?
J.M. and the A.M. Yaakov Shweki. There we go. Now would be a good time to uh, to say it, right? Yaakov Shweki, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, JM and the AM. Good morning. It's Wednesday, and you're listening to a live presentation. Yeah, so it separates us from everybody else. Live every single day, we gather together. We meet here, and I thank you for being part of this amazing radio experience. Not everybody appreciates great live radio experiences. We do. Lipa before that with Chaim. You heard Yiram and No Easy Way from Safam. Was in the mood to hear some Safam this morning. Tovi Eichler with Kigadol. That's brand new. Bezrat Hashem, Ari Goldwag. That's brand new. And of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Wednesday on this February the 14th, day number five in the month of Adar 1. The year is 5784, Tavshin Pei Welcome to a Wednesday. Tomorrow, Mayor Fertigzin will be celebrating the bris of our uh, first grandson, Baruch Hashem, which is amazing and incredible and unbelievable. Friday, uh, I'll be back. It'll be the final day of our fundraiser. We actually have a couple of special guests Friday. <laughs> I'll tell you. We will concentrate on the end of this fundraiser Friday at some point. Rami must be laughing as he listens to this. Uh, but we will we'll close out the fundraiser sometime uh, around 9 a.m. Friday morning. And I hope with your generosity we will uh, get to a really nice number, Bezrat Hashem. <laughs> it's funny. I know not everybody thinks it's funny, but I think it's funny. Anyway, JM in the AM, welcome everybody and thanks for joining us. A um, couple of things today. First of all, Rabbi Yaakov Gifter is going to join us. Our friends at yeah, that's right. We're doing a, we're doing another fundraiser. Yeshiva Derechayim has their matching campaign going on as we speak. So we'll speak to him coming up. Uh, also, Alan Fagan, who we haven't spoken to on the air in a while, is going to be on um, in the capacity at uh, Turo University. That'll be in the eight o'clock hour. Very much looking forward to welcoming him to this broadcast. Um. And Bezrat Hashem, uh, I'll join us in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, today's Wednesday, which means Jesse's Wag with a Wednesday live lunch happening at 11 a.m. Eastern time right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. And, of course, incredible programming all day long, Baruch Hashem. And uh, tomorrow we get to celebrate a uh, wonderful Simcha, please God. JM in the AM, Wednesday morning broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Here's Menachem Herman at JM in the AM. Eagles win. 
In the AM. Omek Hadavar with Echad Yachid. Before that, Shamayim with Ve'enenu. You heard La Yehudim. That was the rabbi's sons. Isaac Beton and company. Rava Mehemno with Sama. Sweet Home Jerusalem. One of my favorites from Menachem Herman. And this is, oh, well, too early for the ID as far as I'm concerned. Our news from Israel is coming up and plenty more. All right. Uh, sometimes you just have to sneeze. 14th day of February, fifth day in the month of Adar 1. The year is 5784, Tavshin Pei Dalit. Mayor Furtick tomorrow as we celebrate the bris, Bezrat Hashem, Bishat Tova, of our brand new grandson, Bezrat Hashem. Mazal Tov to the Levinson and Siegel families. Um... That's tomorrow with Mayor Furtick. Friday, of course, a whole full schedule, as you can imagine, plus the end of our fundraising campaign for this season, uh, which means if you haven't given yet, if you haven't supported us, if you haven't become one of the 500-plus donors that are on our list of great friends and supporters, please, please become one immediately. FJBUnity.org. Again, that's fjbunity.org, and we thank you. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Please keep in mind, Shalom Avraham ben Peshaleah for Rafuah Shlema. Shalom Avraham ben Peshaleah for Rafuah Shlema. And your help with that, of course, is greatly appreciated. 
Um, rockets have been pounding the northern part of Israel. That's how the Jerusalem Post puts it. Rockets pounding the northern part of Israel. And... Um, Apparently, the United States is working intensely on a Gaza hostage deal as an Israeli delegation has left Cairo, a delegation of negotiators regarding the hostage deal has left Cairo. That is the latest. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world of web and AlchemSingle.com and the AlchemSingle Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Galay Tzal in the background. AlchemSingle.com שיהיה בסדר. ראשון עד רביעי, שלוש בצהריים, גלי צהל. מיד אחרי החדשות, קובי אריאלי והדר לוי. מהדורת החדשות של גלי צהל, מירושלים. גלי צהל, Israel Army Radio News is next. גלי צהל מירושלים השעה שתיים, שלום רב, באולפן רן יבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. יושב ראש הרשות הפלסטינית אבו מאזן בקריאה להנהגת חמאס השלימו במהרה עסקת חטופים עם ישראל. בהודעה שיצאה מלשכתו של אבו מאזן נמסר כי עסקה שכזאת תרחיק התקפה של צה"ל על העיר רפיח אשר עלולה לגרום לאלפי קורבנות. ידיעה שמסר כתבנו לעניינים ערביים ג'קי חוגי. מטוסי קרב של צה"ל החלו בגל תקיפות נרחב בשטח לבנון בתגובה לשיגור הרקטות הבוקר לצפת בו נהרגה אישה ושמונה נוספים נפצעו ביניהם אחד קשה. הפצועים פונו לבית החולים זיו בעיר. הפצוע הקשה פונה להמשך טיפול בבית החולים רמב״ם בחיפה. יושב ראש ועדת החוץ והביטחון אדלשטיין אמר לאמיר איבגי ביומן הצהריים, למעשי חיזבאללה תהיה תגובה הולמת. אני האחרון שצומח על חיזבאללה, אבל למעשים האלה תהיה תגובה הולמת ורועמת. בלי כל קשר אני אומר, או שתהיה באמת מלחמה כוללת שבמסגרת המלחמה אנחנו ודאי שננצח ונרחיק את חיזבאללה, או שעכשיו הם יבינו שכשלא נותנים להם להעלות את הרב ללא תגובה הולמת, יתרחקו מן הגבול. בתוך כך האם מובנה שנפצעו אתמול באורח קשה בקריית שמונה מפגיעת נ"ט שבו להכרה מלאה, מצבם יציב. האם נותחה אתמול במשך מספר שעות, ידיעה שמסר כתבנו בחיפה קובי מנדל. באגף השיקום נערכים לקליטת 20,000 פצועי מלחמה חדשים בשנת 2024. עם הפרטים, כתבתנו לענייני רווחה, שירה שפי. מ-7 באוקטובר נקלטו באגף יותר מ-5,500 פצועים חדשים. כחמישית מהנפגעים הוגדרו בעלי תגובות נפשיות ופוסט-טראומה. הפגיעות השכיחות ביותר, 42%, הן פציעות גפיים. תוכנית משרד הביטחון להמשך הטיפול כוללת קליטה למערכת השיקום תוך שבוע, הגדלת ותוספת המענים לפגיעות נפשיות ודחיית הוועדות הרפואיות בשנה. ממשלות ספרד ואירלנד הגישו בקשה דחופה לנציבות האירופית לבדוק אם ישראל שומרת על חוקי זכויות האדם בפעולות שלה בעזה. 
במכתב משותף שמסרו לנציבות, ראש ממשלת ספרד ועמיתו האירי נכתב, אנחנו מודאגים מאוד מהידרדרות המצב בישראל ובעזה. המבצע הצבאי הישראלי ברפיח מהווה איום חמור ודורש בדיקה דחופה של הקהילה הבינלאומית. השניים קראו במכתבם גם להגיע להפסקת אש ולשחרר חטופים המוחזקים בידי חמאס. לראשונה אחרי 11 שנה נשיא, טורקי, נשיא טורקיה ארדואן ינחת היום במצרים לפסגה עם נשיא מצרים א-סיסי. מכאן נמסר כי השניים ידונו במגוון סוגיות הקשורות ביחסים בין שתי המדינות ובראשן המלחמה בעזה ודרכי הסיוע לאוכלוסייה. בין מצרים לטורקיה הייתה עוינות בעשור האחרון על רקע תמיכתה של אנקרה באחים המוסלמים. שתי המדינות סובלות ממשבר כלכלי חריף ובשנתיים האחרונות הופשרו יחסיהן. בהדרגה. ומזג האוויר, ירידה ניכרת בטמפרטורות, משעות אחרי הצהריים הגשם מתמעט וירד בעיקר בצפון הארץ. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Thank you. 
JM in the AM. I'm Yisrael Chai, done by Natanel Hirschstick. Those are words that are very key always, but boy, these days, aren't they even more so? Natanel Hirschstick, I'm Yisrael Chai. JM in the AM, hour number two on a Wednesday. Tomorrow, Mayor Fertig, as we uh, attend the big Simcha Bezrat Hashem. Friday, we're back. Final day of our fundraiser, at least the official part of our fundraiser, because you know what we always say? You could support us any day of the year. But we have a fundraiser that's specifically earmarked for our 40th anniversary. And that will finally come to an end later this week. With us live via telephone is somebody who's very passionate about our fundraiser, and rightfully so. He loves when he sees the number of donors continue to go up. And in addition to that, we have an opportunity to wish him a mazal tov on his own simcha this week. The one and only Rabbi Yigal Siegel. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Mazal tov to you, Sabanachum. Todarabad, mazal tov to you, as you will, you will soon have a brand new daughter-in-law. Yehuda and Yahel are a recently engaged couple. And we say mazal tov from all of us here at JMM. Already people have been asking me, because I've been mentioning over the last few weeks, that I'd like to get back to Israel. So already people are conjecturing that I'm going to try to time that trip around Yehuda's wedding. So if you don't mind, put him in touch with me so I could let him know what my schedule is. <laughs> and, we, and we can then... And we can then t- <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know if I'm ever going to get rid of this cough. Um, and then... <coughs> and then we can take it from there, so to speak. Anyway, Mazal Tov, hope uh, you and both families and everybody are uh, are doing well and are full of joy during this time. And Baruch Hashem, during a difficult time for Am Yisrael, we, thank God, are able to provide some joy and simcha uh, to this crazy world. Everybody doing all right over there? Yeah, Baruch Hashem. We're having a little get-together tonight, ah. um, which I would invite you to. Uh, Dr. Mark already said that he would definitely come to this, but he has a brist tomorrow morning, so he can't come. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, and I think Dr. Mark would probably be better suited going to your simcha the way you said. So, um. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Dr. Mark's going to slip me from the wrist to uh, some type of some additional test. The chest X-ray wasn't enough, yeah. apparently. Anyway, Baruch Hashem. So yesterday, someone said to me that they had they had bronchitis. I don't even know. If, I have no idea what this is. I mean, he, even he's not sure at this point what it is, but. We, he wouldn't need more testing at this uh, at this stage. But someone says to me, someone said to me yesterday they had bronchitis and a lingering cough for two months. I said, "Now wait a second. This has been three weeks. I cannot do two months. No way." <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what the story is, but we'll we'll work on it at the appropriate time, and maybe Doctor Mark will, uh, in fact, in, in fact, schlep me somewhere. After tomorrow morning, Simcha. Anyway, so um, the one thing we don't generally do during our fundraising season, it seems, is fundraise. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> and thank it's God, been, uh... and thank God, Yigal Siegel is laughing as I say that. I have been in. Well, I'm laughing on the outside, crying on the inside. Mm-hmm. I don't want our listeners to think that I'm. Yeah, I'm trying to be a downer here, but yeah, it's been a challenge. I mean, obviously because of uh, because of the war um, and the needs that we have here in Israel. So you know that obviously impacted our fundraising effort. Um, 
you traveling three times in three months to be here, which was a tremendous boost for us. Um, wasn't necessarily a boost for the Nahum Single Network economy, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I never expected. And now, as our listeners here, <laughs> that's why I'm talking. Now, so you could cough in peace. Yeah, uh, our listeners here that you have not been well the last few weeks, and uh, that also impacted it. But uh, we, we, we. First of all, we want to thank everyone who has participated in the uh, in the campaign to date. By the and, way, uh, of course. Uh, to, all kidding, yeah. all kidding aside, a good number, over 500 donors, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to make mention of that, and that's also you know, oh, excuse, something excuse really me, appreciate. Excuse me, I meant over 400, over 400 donors, which is amazing. Oh, I thought it was 500. Uh, four, I'm sorry. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I'm sorry. So, but I do want to make a special mention of our um, the people who helped uh, with, with matching, I think that was a tremendous boost to the campaign in general. And, uh, you know, compared to the past, the, the past regular campaign that we ran, which was non-fire related, you know, this has been a very, very big success. Right. Um, and I think, look, you know, for another 40 years, we'll be doing this. So we have to, uh, <laughs> we have to pace ourselves, make sure you get rid of the cough and keep going strong. <laughs> See, I'm coughing now <laughs> and keep going strong. And, we have until Friday, so Bar Hashem, uh, Mayor Furtick will be sitting in tomorrow for Nahum because of his uh, need to attend his grandson's bris, which I tried very hard to discourage him from, but what am I supposed to do? I mean, we have to do fundraising, but we also have our family to take care of as well. Oh, so the rumor... So you have permission to go. The rumor that you were trying to get your nephew to postpone the bris to the afternoon, that's completely not true. I wouldn't say it's completely not true. I mean, any any discussions with Benjamin are kept very, very, very much to. Let's say you would have got us. you would have got along with it gladly. We'll put it that way. Egal Siegel's with us live via telephone. Those of you who have not yet joined the, let me give you the exact number: the four hundred and eight donors, the four hundred and eight donors who've supported us during our fortieth anniversary campaign. And yes, this is we we have done very very well. Baruch Hashem, uh, set a lofty goal that was. Um, Obviously, symbolic in many ways, uh, but people have really come through. And you have another, you have another forty-eight hours, forty-eight plus hours to come through for us and spread the word about our campaign. Fortieth anniversary campaign will end Friday. Bezrat Hashem. Go to fjbunity.org. Fjbunity.org. All we want to do is count you among the list of donors. You can give eighteen hundred. You can give eighteen. You can give eighteen thousand. And by the way, everybody's given numbers like that. We have. Numbers literally from eighteen to twenty six thousand, right? We have a we have a big, big um, uh, um, range of donations. So give whatever you can and help support us and keep us going. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. You know, Egal knows this better than anybody else. I've always explained this, especially since we went independent as a network uh, almost a decade ago, and that is that we have many revenue streams. We have sponsorships, we have advertisements. And uh, we, of course, have listener support. Every one of them is really, really important uh, to keep us going. So a big thank you to all the corporate sponsors. A big thank you to all of our advertisers who are on a regular basis. No secret. You hear them all the time. Two very important revenue streams. But without the listener support, we would not be able to get over the top and not be able to run this operation and do all the special stuff that we do. So uh, all I could say is give what you can and support us at fjbunity.org, fjb unity.org 
And uh, we'll talk more about this. Avrami already asked me if we're going overtime on Friday. I told him probably a few minutes. I don't know. Right? Yeah, I mean, uh, let's see. Shabbos starts here at uh, probably around 10 o'clock your time. So we have plenty of time to go overtime. Are you past, <laughs> are you past 5 p.m. for candlelighting already? In Netanya, we are, yeah. Oh, not Yushalayim. <laughs> not, not Yushalayim, though. Interesting. What's the menu for tonight? Uh, just a uh, simple fare. You know, just the families getting together and, you know, getting to meet each other and to, uh, and to, you know, it's, it was, it's a very interesting thing. Anytime that, uh, you know, two families from very, very different backgrounds get together, it's just a fascinating exchange. Um, we were at the Mansour's house the other night and he was uh, telling us about where he grew up and, and, and just, it's a, it's, it's, it's really a different world, but it's nice. It's Baruch Hashem to see the worlds come together is a very special thing. And, you know, Baruch Hashem, uh, you know, a great girl. Um, we like Yehuda too. So we think it's a great, it's a like great match. And, uh, where is, where is he from? What city, what city on this globe is, is her father from originally? He's, he's from a small yeshuv next to, um, next to, um, blah, 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 next to the airport. Next to Luke? Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to remember the name. Of course, you know, I don't remember anything anymore, but, uh, the, he lived on the yeshuv with his 11, 10 siblings. Wow. Um, and he got married. He lived there for a few years until he came, he came to Natanya 37 years ago. They've been in the same apartment for 37 years. I said, that's funny because I've, I've been moving, you know, I don't know, I must have missed 15 times in 37 years. <laughs> so. Yeah, you're a mover. You're, you're one of those people that's always on the move. Exactly. Anyway, so, um, yeah, Baruch Hashem, it's very exciting. But I just want to make one point in terms of the campaign. Wait, so before, before, campaign we get, before we get back to the campaign, I have to ask you one other question. <laughs> okay. Um, Go ahead. So, I mean, yesterday I referred to, or Monday I referred to my nephew Yehuda as a war hero, and, and the reality is that he's very involved in in a whole bunch of uh, operations which we're not privy to. I don't even think you're privy to, right? You you wouldn't know details about what he's doing, correct? We, we don't know details what he's doing, right. but because of, um, I told you the story that he was given an, an award by his, uh, by his unit, so we were able to visit him at work, right. and his boss at... At the behest of uh, you know the, the head of his uh, of what's called OSEC, which is the computer wing of the Air Force, asked us to turn off our phones so he could tell us what Yehuda's doing. Okay. <laughs> Yehuda himself was shocked that he, he even told he told us a little about what this is way before the war. Right. But during the war, you know, definitely the the computer uh, programs that he's been working on for the last couple of years have been used extensively. That that's all I know. Now, serious question. And total curiosity, not asking this selfishly at all. I'm just curious: is his mm-hmm. is his service in the Israel Defense Force going to be a factor in terms of when the wedding can take place, or or that's not necessarily the case? Well, he himself is not. You know, since he's not in a combat um, situation, so he he has more flexibility in terms of doing something like this. The problem in general in the country right now which impacts your planning as well in terms of when you want to come <laughs> is that there are not a lot of holes available between now 
and Pesach uh, because a lot of weddings were pushed off from earlier in the year to this this period of time. Now that, thank God, a lot of soldiers are coming out of Miluim and coming back home, a lot of simchas that uh, normally would have been held already are going to be held now. So that's the difficulty. But, you know, God willing. Yeah. I spoke to our good friend Yossi Goldschmidt this morning. His son is getting married in July because they also had issues with finding a place. So, you know, everyone has to kind of just, you know, be patient and figure out, you know, exactly what they're going to do now. But no, him, he specifically is not going to have any issues in terms of his service. And for those who don't uh, understand it calendarically, there are a lot of weddings planned for October, November, and December that have been postponed till sometime between January 1st and Pesach. That's basically what Egal's talking about. Uh, that whole three-month period, there were a lot of simchas that were postponed. Um, and then we saw, we saw through friends of ours that in January they started to plan them, February, and of course, as you said, those are being planned now until Pesach time. All right, uh, our campaign is uh, is in its final, I don't know, 72 hours, 48 hours. We have uh, till 9 o'clock on Friday morning and beyond that, officially candlelighting wherever you might be on this globe. You can uh, certainly contribute to our 40th anniversary campaign at fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. And Yigal, you wanted to say. I think it's important to make the point, um, you know, thank God. I mean, here in Israel specifically, I meet a lot of people who listen to you and listen to you on the web, obviously, and and listen to you here in the radio station, uh, Radio Coldplay, it's called, right? Yep. Uh, and and these are people who, you know, are, have, you know, remember listening to you in, on WFMU in the day. And, you know, thank God we have 400, over 400 donors, which is very, very good. But there's thousands of people who listen to the show. And I just want to make the request to those people who might listen to Nahum on a daily basis, a weekly basis. They might tune into specific things. Um, Fridays, uh, obviously that, you know, with, with Malcolm Holmline, Rabbi Yudin, and you have Rabbi Goldwasser every day. There's certain things that, that you bring to the table that connect to a lot of different people. I asked from those people who have not yet, um, donated to the campaign to understand that over the 40 years that you've been on the air, uh, it costs money to be on the air. It's not just, you know, flicking a switch and sitting down with a microphone and, and entertaining and doing and, and bringing the news from Israel and all around the world to people um, for three hours a day and for 24 hours a day now with the network. It takes a lot of time, takes a lot of effort, takes a lot of manpower. And uh, besides you and myself, we have a Grummy. We have other people who are working for the network for, for a long time. We have great volunteers as well, but there's a lot of effort that, and, and time that goes into this and it costs money. And I want to just ask, um, please, if you do, Listen to Nahum, whatever it is, sporadically. If you can please go to uh, to Causemaster. What is it? I'm sorry, fjbunity.org. Sorry about that. fjbunity.org. And just make a small donation to acknowledge the fact that Nahum has been doing this for a very long time. And we wish him only good health and the best that he can continue doing it for a very long time. Amen. And hopefully we'll have more in the next few weeks from Israel as well. And, uh, you know, again, I-, I could sit here all day long and list the things that we've been doing. You know, people uh, told me two Shabbatot ago, I was away now two Shabbos in a row for Simchus Baruch Hashem. So during the first one, people were telling me how they are constantly tuned in to the chesed conversations that we have on the air. Now, I don't know if you had an opportunity yesterday, you're in the middle of a major Simcha Baruch Hashem in a very busy week. 
But yesterday we had somebody on the air, and I know that you know the the, the joke about us always fundraising for others during our own fundraiser is you know has has become <laughs> has become very serious. It's not a joke anymore. But yesterday, anybody who was tuned in for that half hour when Moshe Bodner was on the air, they heard about an effort that goes on every single day. We're talking about a hundred and uh, I don't know the exact number here, but we're talking about over uh, you know 120, 130 days that this war has been going on since the brutal attack of Shemini Atzeres, and every single day since then. They have kept up an incredible operation of getting whatever is necessary to Israel. And I'm talking about some serious stuff, especially as time continues to go on. It becomes much, much clearer what the army and its soldiers need and what the Mufunim, what the um, displaced people and their families need. And they are sending hundreds of bags every single day. And we didn't even bring them on yesterday to talk about fundraising. It seems like an afterthought for them. It's like us. It's like us. The fundraising is the afterthought. Uh, we brought them on just to, again, highlight somebody that you're never, ever, ever going to see highlighted in the media, ever. This is the only place to learn of something like that. This is it. This is the only, and I would even argue that most of Jewish media ignores an operation like that. Most. I have some colleagues that are, you know, that are hip to it, so to speak. This is the place, and, and all of our stuff's now going viral. I mean, the Kosher Halftime Show proved it. it. Everything we're doing is now being seen by God knows how many people all through the day or heard by God knows how many people all through the day who never tune in. But because of all the social platforms that were on, social media platforms, because of all the connections and WhatsApps and, and forwarding and all the organizations, people, and individuals who are taking the interviews that, that they are part of and sending it to all their lists, everyone is, so many people, I should say, around the world are hearing what we do. And we're making a major impact. So I'm asking everybody out there, please allow us to continue to make this impact. You know... We're doing this for 40 years. I'm not asking you this after four months or after four years. I'm asking you this after having sat in this chair for 40 plus years. So those of you who are wondering if it's a worthwhile investment to make in JM and AM and the Nahum Siegel Network, I could prove it a million times and make a case every single time why it's such a worthy investment. I could also make a case that people aren't giving enough, but I'm not going to do that today. All I'm going to do is... <laughs> We you want four, me to do that? <laughs> we, have, we have four. Well you, well, you said everyone should give a small donation, so I got suspicious. Um, we have four. I, no, I, I just want people to understand they can give a small donation. They don't have to give 26000 They can if they want. No, no, no don't worry. We don't, have to, we don't have to fight about this on the air. We can fight about it off the air. Um, <laughs> we're, at four, we're at 408 donors. 408 donors. You want to give a donation in honor of the engagement of uh, Yahel and Yehuda? You could do that. He's, after all, a Israeli war hero, so why not? He happens to be my nephew, who I'm very proud of, so why not? And he's marrying a very nice girl, according to my brother and my sister-in-law, so make a donation in his honor. You want to make a donation in honor of Junior? You know who Junior is, Igor? I assume he's Benjamin's son. Correct. <laughs> his other grandfather, until tomorrow, is calling him Prince. I Interesting. yeah, I am calling him Junior. I think we actually over Shabbos came to an agreement it'll just be Prince Junior, but it doesn't matter because tomorrow he'll have a real name. 
So, you know. So after he's named, he'll be the, the kid formerly known as Prince? Correct. I, I made that joke over Shabbos, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I made that joke over Shabbos. I don't want you to think that I'm not as clever as you are. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, you know, now, um, can I just, can I interject? I, I know that this is, you know, you're going to be shocked that I want to diverge a little from um, the fundraising track, but I do want to bring up something which is very important. The two issues that... You know, we've talked many times about, you know, as you came to Israel at different times, you know, and you haven't been here in a few weeks because of, thank God, because of the Simcha. But, um, you know, we as a country, I think, are going through what I call national TSD because it's not PTSD because it's not post yet. Um, it's, it's, it's really a very, very major issue of soldiers who are coming back from the front that don't know what to do with themselves. Um they don't want to talk about it. Some want to talk about it. And, you know, people like uh, our friend Ellie Ross team from Kabul Noir, who hopefully will be back on soon are dealing with it in a major way. But it's just, uh, just that your audience knows that the, you know, we as a country are going through, continue to go through very, very difficult times here. Um, and the longer it goes, the harder it is. But there's one specific thing where people from the, from the States and your listeners from, from outside of Israel can be helpful. And yeah, I know people have called for this, but Rifki and I experienced this last week where we took off um, uh, three days from our normal schedules to, to go to different places to help uh, farmers. And I, I can't tell you nah, that it's, it's unbelievable the tremendous, tremendous need that's out there for, for people just to come and help. Um, we went to um, a grapefruit orchard which obviously was not easy for your brother to get down on his knees and, and fill up buckets of grapefruits. But, you know, they used to have like 25, 30, you know, uh, foreign workers there. And now they only have two. And, and, and basically we had uh, people from all walks of life. So it was a lady from Tel Aviv there. There was some students from, from Haifa who came and while we were there and, and basically just, you know, doing, you know, picking up grapefruits and putting them in so this guy can sell them for, for grapefruit juice. And the reason it had not been done until then is because he had just gotten back from the front. He had just gotten back from Aza and he put out a call in a WhatsApp group that Rifki is a part of saying he's desperate. And we went to a cucumber place near Haifa where we picked cucumbers, much easier than grapefruit, by the way. And then we picked clementines. Yes, I sang, oh, my darling constantly during the hours I was there, but, 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 um, the, the, the tremendous need and, and, you know, and, and we work, you know, we, we met a, a couple now from Tanya who made Aliyah three years ago from Toronto. I'm not going to mention their name, but they have been at the Clementine orchard every single day for three months, ever since October 7th, when they found out about this opportunity, they can help these guys. They went and they've been there every day for hours picking oranges, clementines, whatever else is there. I mean, you're talking about acres and acres of orchards that are just sitting there. And one of the, one of the farmers there told me that right now that part of the, the issue here is they're worried about next year's crop. They got to get this stuff off the trees. So, you know, Hashem, they can be for next year. It's like, I can't begin to tell you the urgency here. And, I know there are a lot of people coming and we appreciate it. And there's a lot of stuff going on, but specifically in that area of the Israeli economy, the farming economy, there's a tremendous need for volunteers now. So anyone planning on coming to Israel or thinking about it, 
between now and Pesach, there is a need, a big need for help. So I'm just making that point. And of course, you know, if you want to hear more about Israel and hear more about my life and my son and his, and his Kala and everything like that, please donate to the campaign so I can tell you more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and now we have a resource because if someone is going to Israel with, with a group or by themselves, and they want to do what you just described. We now have people that we know who could set them up who, I mean, you're connected to, to groups that could tell them exactly where to go and when. So, yeah, Rifki is part of a, a, a few WhatsApp groups, which uh, literally there are hundreds of messages a day. And that's, I mean, like, you know, I, our friend Jeff Seidel is, is so involved with, with helping the soldiers with barbecues and other stuff like that. He has his thing, uh, Joseph Gittler from Leckett, of course. They're doing unbelievable stuff like it. They have, I mean, tens of groups of people on a daily basis going to this. But, you, it, you know, it's, it, it, thank God, you know, we really have a lot of stuff going on in this country. And obviously the, the, the concentration has been on the south, has been on the area near Aza. But uh, there are places up north that, that really need to and volunteers as well because of the lack of foreign workers and the lack of um, Arab workers also, frankly, which, you know. Right. Important, important message. And those of you out there who are heading to Israel or are planning on it, hey, you have an opportunity, a golden opportunity, a lot of chesed opportunities. Take advantage. Support us, and uh, let's continue to bridge the gap between Israel and the diaspora as we do during these very special times. Please support us. Uh, our 40th anniversary campaign officially ends Friday. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. Or by Yigal Siegel, I thank you. We should celebrate more and more smachot. Amen. Thank you very much, Nach, and uh, enjoy the brisk tomorrow. Tadarabah. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arab Zebinavisovalevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basavisovalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizot. Good morning. The mitzvah of Yehavtal Reacha Kamocha. Love your friend like you love yourself is renowned as having been categorized by Rabbi Akiva as Zeklal Gadol Batara. It is a major principle of Yiddishkeit. The Ariya Kodesh notes that the Mesorah transmits that the word Viahavta is written only three times in the Torah, twice in Parshas Kedoshim, Viahavta Lerecha Kamocha, Viahavta Loi. Kamocha, in reference to the ger, and once in Parshas Veschanon, Ve'ahavta es Hashem Elokecha, to love Hashem. The Ari states that it's impossible to achieve love of Hashem if one doesn't have love for Klau Yisrael. For that reason, the Ari says that a person should accept upon themselves the mitzvah asay of Ve'ahavta Kamocha, before davening, with the kavana to love everyone like we love ourselves. Since October 7th, there has been a massive outpouring of Avas Yisrael from every corner of the globe, at every moment of challenge, in anguish, with our nation coming together as one. The love for each and every member of the security forces in Eretz Yisrael is evidenced by the vast amount of food, clothing, equipment, gear that has been sent to the soldiers and their families. We're a nation united together in a heroic display of Avas Yisrael. People have gone to volunteer to give of their resources 
for the protection of Eretz Yisrael. On any given day, one can see thousands of duffel bags, containers, earmarked for Eretz Yisrael at JFK, Newark, LAX, and other airports around the world. After a most dangerous and complicated mission and the successful retrieval by the Israeli security forces of two hostages, one of the soldiers noticed that Louis Har was barefoot. He picked him up and carried him as they ran to the helipad. Then he removed his own shoes and put them on Louis, who wore them straight into the Tel Shomer hospital. The Chayal continued his duties without having any shoes. The Belzer Rebbe once remarked that Yerushalayim was destroyed because of Sinas Chinam. It will be rebuilt because of Avas Chinam. In the schus of the abundant Avas Yisrael, may we be Zoche to the Binyan Beis Hashlishi, the building of the third and final Beis Amikdosh, this has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Just join the dark, high me with the 
box Cause I told my wife and kids I'll be Messiah God, it's a shock Oh, I know that in the future it can get real tough But every single Bob Gemara is important enough Keep in mind the words our sages teach No, it's not our job to finish But we must attempt And even when it feels impossible We're still not exempt J.M. in the A.M. Yeah, that's an important message. Lo Alecha Baruch Levine here on a, um, a Wednesday morning broadcast, J.M. in the A.M. Mayor Fertigan tomorrow will be at the Brisbane's Rat Hashem. Friday, we're back starting at 6 a.m. Yossi Zweig has a Wednesday live lunch happening today here on NSN starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure to join him here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, let's play a bit of this brand new song, and then I will explain to everybody out there what's going on as we welcome a very special guest with us live via telephone here at JM in the AM. surrounds him 
where others will measure their gains by the power and the profit that they win. As a yid, he is boundless, for Hashem awards the strain, all the efforts and the struggles he put in. Hashem sees our devotion and it draws us close to Him. Yagato Matasa Tamin. Anu Amelim, Behem Amelim. JM and the AM, it's a brand new one. Anu Amelim. Yeshiva Derechayim does their campaign, their annual campaign. The director of development, Rabbi Yaakov Gifter, creates something special in addition to what the yeshiva provides. In this case, they provide, in addition to what they do every single day, a brand new song and music video done by the Gifter family, composition by Rabbi Yaakov Gifter, who is the director of development at Yeshiva Dara Chaim, and he's with us live via telephone. Rabbi Gifter, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Good morning. And before we begin, I'd like to take this opportunity to wish you a hearty mazel tov on the new Hanukkah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that very much. Looking forward to tomorrow's big celebration. So you guys, you as director of development and your yeshiva, you can't just do a regular charity campaign. You need to release a brand new selection, create a brand new video. There always seems to be a musical component when Yeshiva Derechayim starts their annual campaign. That is correct. I, I always say that music is the language of the soul. And I think, you know, in one way or another, music um, can connect to everybody. So we always look, you know, forward to doing something in a musical way, and the first year we did two songs that were out there already. It was, uh, you know, not an original composition, but, you know, it was the talent of the family, and then the next year I decided to do an original composition, which um, really was in the back pocket, and, you know, it was, you know, composed 20 years before that, <laughs> but I had never done anything with it, and I had the opportunity to do it together with my kids, which yeah. was, you know, for me, that was a tremendously special. And then this year we decided to change it up and we wanted to do an English, you know, an English song um, just to do something slightly different. Who wrote the lyrics for you? So Mrs. Ruchi Torgo, I got hooked up from a friend of mine, you know, in the summertime when I sat down with our campaign consultant and, uh, you know, my colleagues in the office, we sat down, we started talking about a theme and putting together the campaign and, uh, you know, my colleague looked at me and he says, okay, Yaakov, what are you going to do this year? I said, okay, I, you know, we, we talked about doing an English song based on the theme. You got to you, Matsasi, give it all you got. And uh, I, you know, made a couple of phone calls and somebody said, hey, why don't you reach out to Mrs. Ruchi Torgo in Detroit? 
And I did that, and Baruch Hashem, it was a tremendous success. It was a pleasure working with her, and we came out with a product that I think is phenomenal. So she captured the theme you were looking for. Absolutely. And I, I'd like to share a story with you that happened to me last night. I got a phone call at about a quarter to nine last night in the height of all the craziness going on while people are donating from a friend of mine that I worked with together about uh, 20, 21 years ago. We worked together in uh, Yeshiva Town of Queens at the time, and we both moved on since then. And he's now a Rebbe in the morning and a Manal in the afternoon. He told me he saw the video and he said the message resonated so well with him. He said every year he has kids in his class. He says, well, I have one or two that are always good kids, but they're academically challenged. And he said, listen, the Rabbi Shalom didn't give them the same kachas that he gave to the next kid. And he always encourages them. Just try. That's all you got to do. Don't worry about the end result. You know, the test marks don't make necessarily a huge difference. You know, the report card grades, he said, That's, it's great, but it's not, not the most important detail. And he said the song really spoke to him. And then 20 minutes later, he sent me a, um, a screenshot of a chat that he's on with a lot of different Rebbeim and Menalim. And he encouraged everybody to listen to the song to get inspired from the message. And that, to me, was very special. Mm, very cool. Mirai Yaakov Gifters with us live via telephone. Director of Development at Derech Chaim. Uh, the charity campaign is on. It looks like the campaign is doing very well so far, by the way. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. We're just under the 50% mark, and I'd love to hit the 50% mark before 9 a.m. That would be cool. It's a $1.6 million match. A lot of generous matchers making sure that Derek Chaim has a successful campaign. The whole campaign is just 36 hours. The video is available on YouTube, and if I'm not mistaken, it's actually on the charity page as well, right? Correct. Those of you who want to go see it, it's a brand-new music video by the Gifter family. I mean, he has, you know, he's not doing this himself anymore. He's added uh, the entire mishpacha. Uh, composer Yaakov Gifter, it's called Believe. It's on the page. If you go to charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, charity.com slash Y-D-C, charity.com slash Y-D-C. You'll see the video there and a whole bunch of information about the yeshiva. All right, Rabbi Gifter, here's your opportunity. Why is this such an important yeshiva and cause to support? So just yesterday, I was talking to one of the Kral members in the yeshiva, and uh, he commented to me, he said, you know, you're not here at night, but he said every night the Rosh Hashiva walks in, and he learns this bacher and that bacher, and he said they, they don't have chavusas, whatever, they, for whatever reason, he said the Rosh Hashiva's here every night learning with them on his own time, you know, when he should be home with his fit with his family, and he said, but this is not just the Rosh Hashiva. He said, it's really every Rebbe in the Yeshiva gives every Talmud in the Yeshiva, not just the learning, it's not just the teaching and giving over to the Talmudim, but they give them a way of life, and the name of the Yeshiva, Terachayim, is very appropriate for the um, job that they do. And uh, how long have they been around? We're going into our 50th year, Mitzvah Hashem. Five, so, uh, five oh. We're not new. Five O. Oh. Five O. Oh. In Borough Park, Brooklyn. Correct. Amazing. I'll tell you. Sometimes you don't even realize what's out there, and you guys are doing quite a job. It's charity.com slash YDC. Those of you out there who want to have uh, each one of your dollars doubled for a yeshiva that's making an impact now for five decades. Yeshiva Derech Haim has its campaign going on. Yagati Umatsasi, give it all you got is their theme, and they're asking everybody to give all you can. 
in their $1.6 million match, which uh, which uh, ends later today. They're almost at the 50% mark. We want to see that grow. And as we said, Rabbi Yaakov Gifter will not allow a campaign for Derek Chaim to go on without some type of musical component. The brand new music and the brand new video by the Gifter family, composed by Rabbi Yaakov Gifter, is on the site, charity.com slash YDC, charity, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y dot com slash YDC. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the largest number of family members that have ever appeared with you on a video, right? Yeah, Baruch Hashem. You know, you commented before that I didn't do it by myself. I do it with my family. So just to add on to that, Baruch Hashem, this year, as my kids get older, I just feel like I could kind of step back and take a back seat and let them take over. And they did a phenomenal job. They're they're ready at that stage, huh? You know, even my six-year-old, you know, he, uh, Baruch Hashem, he, he's got a lot of talents. Boy, oh boy, I'll tell you. You've obviously handed down a lot of your abilities to the kids, Baruch Hashem. Check out the new video. Check out the campaign. Our friends at Derechaim are asking for help in getting them to their $1.6 million goal. Rabbi Yaakov Gifter, is there anything else you'd like to add, sir? I just wanted to uh, explain to you the formation of how the song came along. Ah, yes. I, I think it's an interesting story. Sure. I reached out to Mrs. Ruchi Torgo and I asked her about uh, writing lyrics for the song and she said, okay, sure. So do me a favor, please, you know, record a melody and send it to me. And like when she said that to me, I was like, no, I don't think so. I said, how about if you give me the words and I'll compose the melody afterwards. And she said, well, I I don't really work like that. You know, in order to write the lyrics, I have to hear the emotion of the song. And I said to her, I said, yeah, I was kind of thinking exactly the same way. I wanted to see the lyrics, and I would write the tune based on the lyrics. And we went back and forth a little bit, and I asked her, would you do it? And she said, well, technically, I could do it, you know, but it's, it's easier for me. And I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to try to do it her way. And to me, it was just such a foreign concept because I've never just, like, composed the melody to be fit to the words afterwards because usually it doesn't, I, in my mind, it didn't work like that, you know, as a composer. And I said, okay, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. I had a tremendous amount of Siata Deshmaya. Literally within 10 minutes, I composed the tune. I just recorded it on my, on my phone and sent her a voice note. And I said, is this sufficient? Do you need me to put music in the background? She said, no, that's great. I was like, okay, <laughs> take it and run. And Baruch Hashem, she, she took it. And then she called me about two days later. She gave me some lyrics. And she said, you know, Rabbi Gifta, I really feel that this needs a bridge. Um, so I said, okay, give give me, you know, give me some time. I hung up the phone and literally it it was five minutes and I thought to myself, oh, I got it. I recorded it quickly and I sent her the voice note and she said, perfect. That's exactly what I'm looking for. I had like, you know, something in my head, you know, something of that nature. And, um, Baruch Hashem, it just, it, it, it came out as a, a beautiful piece in my opinion. And we get to hear the final product. Give to the campaign to charity.com slash YDC, dot com slash YDC. Uh, our thanks to Yaakov Gifter and the Gifter family. They're responsible for this tune entitled Believe. Brand new on a Wednesday morning at JM in the AM. As he fights for his Gemara. To unfold, and at times he is humbled when he's forced to walk away, while his efforts leave him nothing to behold. In the world that surrounds him, 
where others will measure their gains by the power and the profit that they win. As a yid, he is boundless, for Hashem awards the strain, all the efforts and the struggles he put in. When the answers elude him With Christmas too hard to explain Oh, he wonders if it all was meant for him
Yaakov Gifter and family uh, with Believe. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network. And, of course, the beloved NSN app.
Ari Goldwag, Zevi Klein, brand new. Azrenu is the name of that one. JM and AM, good morning. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at AH. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. And modern, better for you, better. And modern, better for you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net. Try AH today. You'll be glad you did. That is an understatement. JM and the AM, good morning. Welcome to a Wednesday. Um, I got a note. Um, I have a, I got a note that the United Jewish Council of the East Side, this is the Lower East Side of Manhattan, the United Jewish Council of the East Side is looking for volunteers. Have you ever wanted to volunteer to help out in the neighborhood but did not know where or who to contact? You can volunteer at the United Jewish Council of the Lower East Side and contact Frida Freed. That's F Freed at UJCES.org. F Freed at UJCES.org. You're always looking for volunteers to fill various needs or need of people to assist in unloading a food truck twice a month to bring food into the pantries. Both pantries located on the Lower East Side. They need volunteers to assist at the adult lunch clubs when they have special events. They have special events already scheduled being held on February 19th and other dates starting at 1130 in the morning. Help is needed in decorating, serving the meal, etc., etc. If you'd like to volunteer at the United Jewish Council of the East Side, speak with Frida Freed. That's ffreed at ujces.org. ffreed at ujces.org. Dot org. Uh, what else do I want to mention here? A couple of things I saw. Oh, our friends at, um, you know, one second, we'll do that in a minute. Oh, first of all, our friends at Hask have um, undertaken a very ambitious capital project to revolutionize how care is provided for their campers. We're talking about the summer camp now. Uh, they were originally going to have a campaign that they suspended after Simchas Torah because of everybody focused on Israel. They are relaunching their blueprint campaign uh, February the 23rd. For information, uh, you could uh, contact pillars at camphask.org. Again, that's pillars at camphask.org. And when we're up there during the summer, we always stress how important that pillars society and the pillars campaign is. Uh, so they're going to restart that, and you can get information um, by writing to that email address. Our friends at Art Scroll have a free gift when you buy a hardcover Mishnah elucidated set. A 10-volume paperback pocket size Kutzer Shulchan Aruch is yours when you buy a hardcover Mishnah elucidated set. Remember, the Talmud of Mishnah sale is going on right now through February the 26th. It's 30% off. And if you use promo code RADIO24, remember the brand new promo code is RADIO24, then you can get free shipping even if you buy one volume. Okay, it's the only place that you can get free shipping on any amount is if you use RADIO24, promo code RADIO24. Always use promo code RADIO24 when you shop 
at artscroll.com. And right now, it's 30% off on Talmud, Mishnah, and Yaakov, Toastmas, and Artscroll iPad. You get a free gift when you purchase a complete hardcover set of the Talmud or of Mishnayis. Um, so check it out. Go to artscroll.com. Go to artscroll.com. Check out the sale. Check out the free gifts. And when you do check out, make sure to use promo code RADIO24. Again, that's promo code RADIO24. There was something else I thought that I wanted to remind everybody about. Now I can't find it. Hmm. Well, meanwhile, I'll remind you that the uh, 40th anniversary campaign for us is coming to a close this coming Friday. Mayor Fertig will be in tomorrow. I'll be in Friday. And... uh, Yeah. All you got to do is uh, go to fjbunity.org. Again, just go to fjbunity.org. And you're all set. fjbunity.org. Give a donation. Give generously. Simple as that. It can't get any simpler. Imagine that. Giving you a system to contribute where it can't be where it pa- can't possibly be simpler. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you to our friends at Causematch. Uh, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Avas kala, misais misais taidi. Misais taidi. Oh, sorry. 
along the dusty road. Tears burn in their eyes. They take one last look at the flames in the sky. A hand out of heaven, the Kahanim reach out. We are no longer worthy of serving in your house. In a strange and cold city, by the riverside, remembering the glory of their land once so alive. Distant and exiled from your home and your light, we believe you will take us back. We are your only child. Ah, mamin be'emuna shleima. The yearning in our hearts is strong now as then. It's often we show up. We waited so long. Echnashir as shir Hashem let us. Holy song. The years carry on the story unchanged. One land to the next, we try to find our place. The torment. And suffering, the pain won't go away. If our father is crying, how can we not do the same? Hashem, our Father, we're doing our part. At the end of the road, close yet still so far. Never forgotten. Those days so long ago. Please bring us home again. Bring glory to your throne.
Hashem, the Neir of Hay. Hashiyeinu, the Neir of Hay. Rifoinu Hashem, the Neir of Hay. Kisila Seinu, Ata. J.M. in the A.M. Yosef Yaakov with Rifo Enu. Eli Levin's Animamin. And before that, Akev with Mi Von Siach here at J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning broadcast, J.M. in the A.M. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Don't forget our 40th anniversary campaign ends this Friday. Go to fjbunity.org fjbunity.org and uh, become a donor, a supporter, a friend. As we continue to do what we've been doing for 40 years, which is frankly pretty remarkable and unbelievable. fjbunity.org. Mayor Fertigan tomorrow. I'm at the big Bris celebration, Bezrat Hashem, tomorrow morning. Mayor Fertig will be subbing tomorrow. I'm back Friday starting at 6 a.m. here at JM in the AM. Later today, it's Jesse Zweig with a Wednesday live lunch that begins at 11 a.m. Eastern time right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, our dear friend Alan Fagan is with us live via telephone. Alan is a member of the Turo University Board of Trustees. He's working with the dean of the Turo Law School and Turo Leadership in general on an exciting new initiative. They're creating a branch campus in New York City for the Turo Law Flex Program. Alan Fagan a pleasure, and that's an understatement, to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, uh, Nachum, and a very special mazel tov uh, to you on this uh, beautiful, beautiful uh, upcoming Simcha. I appreciate that very much. As I said to you off the air, every time I uh, get an opportunity to speak to you, all I think about is uh, how incredible you've been to me, my family, this amazing network over all the years, and it is just a pleasure to welcome you back to these airwaves. So we are somewhat familiar with law schools, and we know that Turo has a prominent one, and we're somewhat familiar with law programs, I guess, because, again, we know something about law schools. We don't know what a Turo Law Flex program is. Alan Fagan, could you give us that uh, assessment, please? Sure. Uh, So as its name uh, would suggest, uh, a flex time program is really one that provides uh, for students uh, a very, very different 
kind of opportunity to schedule their classes and their class time uh, in a way that's different uh, from most traditional law school programs. As, as you know, most traditional law schools are running a three-year full-time program right. where the classes are held uh, typically uh, during the week, Monday through Friday, uh, throughout the day, so that students who want to go to uh, law school on a full-time basis are really committing uh, to be available uh, on a regular basis uh, throughout the week, which essentially means that they're unable to uh, do any of the other things that would otherwise uh, occupy their time. The purpose of a flex time schedule uh, is to give students the opportunity to complete a traditional accredited law school curriculum to get a regular JD at the conclusion of the program, sit for the bar exam like any other graduate of a law school, but to do it on a schedule uh, that is far more flexible. And give me an example of what that would be. I mean, how many years, months, what does the day look yeah. like on a flex schedule? So the the Turo Flex program that will open this coming fall uh, at the New Manhattan campus uh, is really unique among flex time and part-time law school programs in that the only in-person classes that will be held will be held on Sunday. Everything else can be done flexibly at any time during the week. We, we call it asynchronous learning. So it's the availability uh, to go online at any time that fits one's individual schedule and to complete the balance of the work that's necessary uh, to obtain the degree. So you go a full day on Sunday program would run roughly from 8.30 to 5.30 uh, on Sundays, and those would be face-to-face -face classes. And the balance of the work uh, that's done in order to earn the JD degree uh, can be done anytime. It can be done early in the morning. It can be done late at night uh, 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 at a student's uh, own flexible schedule because it's all done asynchronously. Do you remember your law school experience? I do. How many hours? How many hours a week? I mean, th th you're describing does a system where you're essentially in front of a professor about eight hours a week, all day Sunday. How many hours a week were you in front of a professor when you started law school? Uh, I I would say it was probably uh, about uh, roughly three hours a day of classroom time and a substantial amount of time outside the classroom, obviously, doing uh, all the reading and, and the various assignments and, uh, and, and writing assignments uh, that needed to be done. Right. Uh, but this concentrates, the, the Turo program will concentrate all of the in-person work uh, on Sunday. Uh, so that the, the concept that we had here in devising this program uh, was really twofold. Uh, one was to create a flex time program, uh, but second, to create a flex time program, which I think, as far as I know, is unique among any law school program in the United States where the in-person classes will only be held on Sunday. Right. So it obviously has a unique advantage uh, to Sabbath observing uh, students. Right. Do any other institutions have flex programs at all in their law schools? There, yes, there are flex programs. There are part-time programs and there are flex-time 
uh, programs. There are other flex time programs, none that we're aware of that are Sunday that meet exclusively on Sunday. You know, it's funny, Alan, because I mean, look, we know very little about law school, but as a as a layperson who has observed stuff over the last many decades, you know, we have certain impressions. Impression number one. If you don't study your brains out, you know, especially the first year on your own, whether you're going to class or not, you're not going to succeed. In other words, the discipline that one needs that you're describing in order to do this, it's essentially the same discipline you need, even if you're in a traditional law school setting, correct? Yeah, no question. Uh, uh, if, if you want to be successful, I think if you want to be successful in anything, uh, you've, you've really got to put in the time uh, and the effort, this is, this is no different. Uh, the, and the law school curriculum is going to be identical right. uh, to what the curriculum would be at any other typical three-year program. The, the flex time program is designed uh, to be completed in four years. It can be done uh, uh, in three and a half if you want to uh, take advantage of summers. Uh, but it's it's designed to be a four-year program, so it takes a little bit longer right. than a traditional uh, uh, law school. It's longer by a year, uh, but it is designed, and it's it's certainly not for everyone. But it's it's right. designed for cohorts of students uh, for whom flexibility is critical. Right. So, for for example, uh, students who want to be able to continue working. Uh, on a full-time or part-time basis while they're in law school. This is an ideal way uh, to do it. Students who have other responsibilities, whether it's child care uh, responsibilities, care for elderly parents, who can't go, who can't take three years off uh, and go to law school on a regular Monday through Friday full-time basis, this is a very, very exciting right. uh, alternative. Uh, young men who want to continue in yeshiva right. uh, while they get a law degree. Yeah. This well, is the perfect you, opportunity you know, to be able to do that. You know what the story is going to be? The story coming out of Turo in a year is going to be the young man or the young woman who's part of the Flex program, is working full-time, has figured out a way to do it in only three years, and goes to Night Seder every night. That's going to be... Because you, <laughs> you know there's somebody out there in our community who's going to fit that mold, and it's, and it's pretty amazing amazing frankly um so those who need if, if if flexibility is a necessity this is a really important program for potential law students again if flexibility is a necessity and and based on what i read turo's already doing this on long island like is this already an active program on long island yes there's already a flex time program that runs out of uh, turo's law school campus in central islip uh this new program uh, is to open a branch in Midtown Manhattan, right? And and we're very very excited about that for a whole variety of reasons. First, it it opens up uh, the opportunity to to do a flex time program uh, to students for whom the commute to Central Islip is 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 not particularly conducive. Um, but it's also uh, the fact, and this was a very important part of our planning. It leverages the unique legal market that's headquartered in Manhattan. That's right. You know, the Manhattan legal market is the most 
robust, mm-hmm. sophisticated legal market in the world. Uh, and therefore, having the opportunity to go to law school in the heart of a uh, very epicenter of the greatest legal market in the world and to be able to leverage opportunities for internships and externships for the mentoring of uh, senior distinguished practitioners who practice in New York City, to have within our adjunct faculty the very best uh, practitioners from their respective disciplines, these are things that we think we're going to be able to, uh, to leverage uh, by having a branch campus uh, in Manhattan, was your uh, was your uh, yeah, I'm sorry. doing it doing it doing it on a on a on a unique basis where the only in person classes are going to be on Sundays? Was your first job in Manhattan? Yes. <laughs> there you go. So you know what that's like. You're right in the middle of the whole uh, the whole legal game, as they say. The whole legal uh, profession is right there in Midtown. All right, uh, Alan Fagan's with us live via telephone, member of the Turo University Board of Trustees. Those of you who are potential law students, check it out. Turo Law School and Turo Leadership is a brand new initiative. They're creating a New York City branch campus Turo Law Flex program. The class is in person will be on Sunday. Really, really uh, convenient for the Sabbath observers. Again, it'll be on Sunday and everything else uh, you do essentially on your own. If you want to f- find out more about all this, the virtual open house about the Turo Law Flex program happens on February the 22nd. That's February the 22nd, which I believe is a week from tomorrow, starting at 7 p.m. You can learn more about the program, hear from current students, and ask your questions. You sign up at the open house by going to turolaw.edu slash flexj. AD again turolaw.edu/flexjd Now Alan who's the student I mean look as you described the person who wants to continue in yeshiva the person who needs you know time for um, for uh, family care the person who wants to continue a part-time job I get it but in terms of the personality or the type of student that this would work for, I mean, you, I would have to assume that there's some very smart first-year law students who need the in-class, you know, um, uh, uh, um, meeting with their professor and lectures with their professor on a daily basis. Obviously, this would not work for them. Would you say you need to know what type of student you are before you head in this direction? Well, I, you know, I, I think the profile uh, is going to be uh, reasonably diverse. First, I would say that students aren't giving up anything uh, by participating in a flex time program. There will be time uh, on Sundays for meetings with professors. There'll be online opportunities to be able to meet with uh, faculty members and, and professors. Uh, and our hope is, and we're in the midst now of, of creating a, a very, very robust and distinguished advisory committee uh, made up of some of the finest practitioners in, uh, uh, and, and jurists in, uh, uh, in New York who will be available to participate in mentoring students, help guide them through their careers, uh, help uh, place them uh, in uh, internships, externships, pro bono opportunities with various organizations, and so on. So there'll be uh, plenty of opportunity here for interaction with um, uh, both with fellow students and with uh, uh, members of the faculty. Uh, but I, I would say that um, you know students who who participate in a program like this. 
uh, are not going to be radically different than than students who are in law school generally. They've got to be self-starters. Right. They've got to be highly motivated. Right. They've got to be prepared to do the work, right. uh, and they're going to want to do. Uh, they're going to want to do uh, well. Yeah. Um, I do think, like like any other decision to attend law school, you're going to have students that have various career aspirations. Some are going to want to be practitioners and, and practice law for all or substantially all of their uh, professional lives, uh, whether they go to work uh, at a law firm or they go to work uh, for a company uh, or they go to work for the government. There are others, and we've met a number of them now in the recruitment process, who feel that having a law degree, uh, even if they don't want to practice law as such, is enormously beneficial to them in their current careers. Oh, you could say that across the board. There are a million careers that benefit from someone's legal experience. Absolutely. So if, if you think about it, uh, folks who are in the real estate yeah, business, for sure. folks who are in the healthcare uh, uh, industry. And uh, finance. Finance. We've had accountants who are coming to us uh, saying that uh, they now do tax work at their accounting firm. They think it would be enormously helpful to them uh, to have a law degree. So there are going to be, uh, we think, a large number of students who will ultimately decide whether they want to practice law as such or whether this is a very, very useful degree for them to advance their own careers uh, in the chosen profession uh, that they're already in. We, we met a, a, a delightful uh, uh, woman uh, in Lakewood uh, who is seriously thinking about uh, uh, law school. She owns a title company, a title insurance company, uh, and uh, thinks it would be very, very helpful to her. Uh, to and, have a law degree. And with this program, she'd have to travel into Manhattan at a very easy time to travel into Manhattan once a week. For some, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alan Fagan is with us. Um, normally, an undergrad can then apply for law schools and you know make that be accepted, make the next step, and, and join that law school August, September of the following year. For the FLEX program, uh, is, is there a different educational background or other requirements that uh, would be different from that traditional route? The the requirements for entry into the flex time uh, program are uh, similar to what they would be into a traditional uh, law school program. You need to have a BA or a BS or its equivalent. Uh, so Turo will accept, for example, uh, a BTL degree, uh, uh, but you need to have an undergraduate degree with a with a transcript. Uh, and you need to take either the LSAT uh, exam or the GRE exam. Uh, and admission will be based on one's uh, undergraduate uh, uh, record uh, as well as uh, the scores on, on either of those tests. You've been in the profession a long time, Alan. Is it, you know, I mean, you know the job I have. I always joke I've never worked a day in my life. Can you be in the legal profession and enjoy it to that degree where you feel like it's not really work? You know, it's a very, very, it, it, it's a very difficult question, uh, and, and, and you got to sort of peel back uh, the onion on the pieces of it. Uh, from a pure Parnassa perspective, uh, being a lawyer and having a law degree uh, is, is going to provide you with a, a solid and, and, and stable uh, earning capacity. Right. Um, 
number one. Number two, you've got to understand that you're going to be working hard. Uh, But I think that's true of uh, almost any profession uh, uh, where you want to progress and and be at the top of your game uh, in that profession. Mm -hmm. What what I would say, and, and I think one of the reasons that I've been involved uh, with trying to get uh, this particular program up and running. Uh, there, there's a unique aspect uh, to having a law degree, and that's the ability to have a real impact on your community uh, and, and on the organizational life of a community. Lawyers, by training, are problem solvers. That's what they learn to do. And whether they're practicing at a law firm or they're practicing uh, within a corporate environment or they're using it as an adjunct to their existing uh, uh, career, lawyers are trained to analyze problems and to solve them. And so you see, I I think, sort of a disproportionate number of lawyers uh, who are leaders within the community. Right. Uh, they, they also on have our uh, shul boards I was just and gonna, I was our just yeshiva boards say, I was, and organizational yeah. uh, 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 um, uh, uh, opportunities and so on because they bring those skills to whatever community instrumentality they're involved with. I was just going to say you have uh, many people in your profession have great mediating skills, and that can be very important at a shul meeting, and I'm only saying that half-jokingly. Absolutely. It's, it's negotiating skills. It's mediating skills. It's, it's the ability to take a set of facts and to look at it critically, Calmly. see where the issues are, to identify the issues, but most importantly, to help formulate solutions. Right. Uh, and that's why I think that uh, a program like this uh, becomes part of the, the backbone uh, of, of our entire community. Yeah, no question about it. Alan Fagan, member of the Tory University Board of Trustees, uh, and I encourage you, and we encourage you not only if you're a potential law student for this program, but if you know somebody who's a potential law student for the Turo Law Flex program, uh, let them know about the February 22nd. It's a week from tomorrow night, 7 p.m., virtual open house. They can learn more about the program, hear from current students, and ask those questions that they have. Sign up for the open house now by going to turolaw.edu slash flexjd. Again, turolaw.edu slash flexjd. JD. To get more information on the New York City branch campus of the Flex Law Program, you can speak with David Siegel, no relation. It's D Siegel, S I E G E L 6 at Turo.edu. Again, David Siegel, D S I E G E L 6 at Turo.edu. And Alan, as you said earlier, you are expecting fully that this program will begin next semester. Correct. Amazing. Um, and hopefully a lot of students will take advantage of it. Um, they, they, Turo has this unique direction of trying to accommodate as many people in our community and, frankly, other communities as possible. And I think that this is, you know, right on target with that whole policy. It is. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. A real pleasure. Thank you, Nachum, and Mazel Tov again. Thank you so much. Alan Fagan, been an amazing guest of ours for a million different times uh, over the years. And now as a member of the Turo board and uh, one of the leaders in this Turo Law Flex program. Very important program for kids in our community, folks. And by kids, I mean those who are 
wrapping up college and thinking about law school, recommended to them Turo. Excuse me, TuroLaw.edu slash FlexJD. TuroLaw.edu slash FlexJD. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Bayar Yisrael, Esayad Agdaila, Asher Asa Hashem, Bimitzrayim, Bayiru Ha'am, Esashem, Bayaminu Bashem, Ovimaisha Abdad, Bayar Yisrael, Esayad Agdaila, Asher Asa Hashem, Bimitzrayim, Bayiru Ha'am, Esashem. By a mean of a sham, over my shabbat, as a shame, my shabbat, in the negative, as a shiraz, as a shabbat, a shiraz, a shabbat,
J.M. in the A.M. 
Bossy Lagani done by Ellie Seidenfeld. Wednesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Mayor Furtick tomorrow. Yussie Zweig, 11 a.m. Eastern time today for the live lunch. I thank him. Um, I want to thank those who have been contributing to our campaign. Um, Rachi and Lee Niren, thank you for putting our shul, the JEC Elmora Avenue Shul's recent Shabbaton on the community calendar and discussing it on the air. May you continue to share worthy causes, announce the end of the current war and the arrival of Mashiach. Thank you for that. Peril Kaufman says, congrats on a wonderful show. Thank you. The Monchars have given. I thank you. Rabbi Marty Katz has given again. Thank you very much. Rabbi Yitzchak and Sharon Motechen, thank you for your donation. Thank you to Stanley Raskus and family. Keep up the great work as usual. Stanley, thank you, Stanley. Um, David Klein says, thank you for your commitment to educating and entertaining the Jewish people. Your professionalism and consistent standards of excellence are truly awe-inspiring. Mazel tov, David Klein, on behalf of my wife and children. Thank you, and thank you for such a generous donation. Uh, what, what are we up to? We're up to, wow, 410 donors. Not bad. Not bad. We were under 400 when we ended the show yesterday. 410 donors. We haven't given yet. Join us. Support JM and the AM. Go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Nice. It's a good feeling to get a nice reaction from the uh, from the community. That's for sure. And all I could say is thank you. Um, yeah. JM in the AM. More coming up. This is uh, from Micha Gammerman at JM in the AM. Who's 
J.M. in the A.M. with Micha Gamerman. I say Laman Shemecha is the name of that one. If you don't receive our daily thread and or our weekly newsletter, just write to Avrami. He will take care of that. Again, it's af at nachomsegel.com, af at nachomsegel.com. If you want to get something on our community calendar, again, just send it to Avrami, af at nachomsegel.com, af at nachomsegel.com. If you haven't checked out the nachomsegel.com chesed page, Check it out. Lots of good stuff there, including everything that's happening out in the five towns over the next few days with that amazing uh, days-long event for our brothers and sisters in Israel. NahumSiegel.com slash chesed. NahumSiegel.com slash chesed. Check it out. And um, do what you can to participate. Uh, brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AchimSegal.com and the Segal Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Wednesday here at JM and the AM. Mayor Ferdigan tomorrow. Thanks for all the Mazel Tov wishes. Much appreciated. And good luck, Mayor. Uh, don't forget to give to our campaign and to uh, help us get to a uh, really nice total by Friday. It's fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Thank you, thank you, thank you again, fjbunity.org. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, till next time, Malcolm Segal reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.